Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Lockman Foundation. Welcome to Day 2 of Week 15 of the Daily Bible Reading. Today we're reading Judges, chapters 9 through 11, Psalm 17, and Luke 23. But before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we are grateful that your Son went through all that he went through in the suffering, the humiliation, and the death that he did for us. We pray, Father, that we would live for him, that we would live for you as he lived for us and was our servant. We pray that we would always remain humble before you. We pray, Father, that we would keep our commitments to you, that we would not be foolish, but that our commitments would be driven by a love for you and and proper understanding according to your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin the reading in Judges chapter 9. And Abimelech, the son of Jeroboam, went to Shechem to his mother's relatives and spoke to them and to the whole clan of the household of his mother's father, saying, Speak now in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem. Which is better for you, that seventy men, all the sons of Jeroboam, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Also remember that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's relatives spoke all these words on his behalf in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem, and they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our relative. They gave him seventy pieces of silver from the house of Baal-bareth, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless fellows, and they followed him. Then he went to his father's house at Ophrah and killed his brothers, the sons of Jeroboam, seventy men, on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, was left, for he hid himself. All the men of Shechem and all Beth Milo assembled together, and they went and made Abimelech king by the oak of the pillar which was in Shechem. Now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted his voice and called out. Thus he said to them, Listen to me, O men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. Once the trees went forth to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Shall I leave my fatness with which God and men are honored, and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, You come reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Shall I leave my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the vine, You come reign over us. But the vine said to them, Shall I leave my new wine, which cheers God and men, and go to wave over the trees? Finally all the trees said to the bramble, You come reign over us. The bramble said to the trees, If in truth you are anointing me as king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you have dealt in truth and integrity in making Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jeroboam and his house, and have dealt with him as he deserved, for my father fought for you and risked his life and delivered you from the hand of Midian, but you have risen against my father's house today and have killed his sons, seventy men on one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your relative." If then you have dealt in truth and integrity with Jeroboam and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech and consume the men of Shechem and Beth Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. 
Then Jotham escaped and fled, and went to Beer, and remained there because of Abimelech his brother. Now Abimelech ruled over Israel three years. Then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, so that the violence done to the seventy men of Jeroboam might come, and their blood might be laid on Abimelech their brother who killed them, and on the men of Shechem who strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. The men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who might pass by them along the road. And it was told to Abimelech, now Gaal the son of Ebed came with his relatives and crossed over into Shechem, and the men of Shechem put their trust in him. They went out into the field and gathered the grapes of their vineyards and trod them, and held a festival. And they went into the house of their god, and ate and drank, and cursed Abimelech. Then Gaal the son of Ebed said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Jeroboam, and is Ebel not his lieutenant? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, but why should we serve him? Would therefore that this people were under my authority, then I would remove Abimelech. And he said to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaul, the son of Ebed, his anger burned. He sent messengers to Abimelech deceitfully, saying, Behold, Gaul, the son of Ebed, and his relatives have come to Shechem, and behold, they are stirring up the city against you. Now therefore arise by night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. In the morning, as soon as the sun is up, you shall rise early and rush upon the city. And behold, when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you shall do to them whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the people who were with him arose by night and lay in wait against Shechem in four companies. Now Gaul the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entrance of the city gate, and Abimelech and the people who were with him arose from the ambush. When Gaul saw the people, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. But Zebul said to him, You are seeing the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. Gaul spoke again and said, Behold, people are coming down from the highest part of the land, and one company comes by the way of the diviner's oak. Then Zebul said to him, where is your boasting now with which you said, Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Is this not the people whom you despised? Go out now and fight with them. So Gaul went out before the leaders of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him, and many fell wounded up to the entrance of the gate. Then Abimelech remained at Aruma, but Zebul drove out Gaul and his relatives so that they could not remain in Shechem. Now it came about the next day that the people went out to the field, and it was told to Abimelech. So he took his people and divided them into three companies, and lay in wait in the field. When he looked and saw the people coming out from the city, he arose against them and slew them. Then Abimelech and the company who was with him dashed forward and stood in the entrance of the city gate. The other two companies then dashed against all who were in the field and slew them. Abimelech fought against the city all that day, and he captured the city and killed the people who were in it. Then he razed the city and sowed it with salt. When all the leaders of the tower of Shechem heard of it, they entered the inner chamber of the temple of Elbereth. It was told Abimelech that all the leaders of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. So Abimelech went up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people who were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a branch from the trees and lifted it and laid it on his shoulder. Then he said to the people who were with him, What you have seen me do, hurry and do likewise. 
All the people also cut down each one his branch and followed Abimelech and put them on the inner chamber and set the inner chamber on fire over those inside, so that all the men of the tower of Shechem also died, about a thousand men and women. Then Abimelech went to Thebes, and he camped against Thebes and captured it. But there was a strong tower in the center of the city, and all the men and women with all the leaders of the city fled there and shut themselves in, and they went up on the roof of the tower. So Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it, and approached the entrance of the tower to burn it with fire. But a certain woman threw an upper millstone on Abimelech's head, crushing his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, so that it will not be said of me, a woman slew him. So the young man pierced him through, and he died. When the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, each departed to his home. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father in killing his seventy brothers. Also God returned all the wickedness of the men of Shechem on their heads, and the curse of Jotham the son of Jeroboam came upon them. Chapter 10 Now after Abimelech died, Tola the son of Pua the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar, arose to save Israel. And he lived in Shamir in the hill country of Ephraim. He judged Israel twenty-three years. Then he died and was buried in Shamir. After him, Jer the Gileadite arose and judged Israel twenty-two years. He had thirty sons who rode on thirty donkeys, and they had thirty cities in the land of Gilead that are called havoth Jer to this day. And Jer died and was buried in Kemon. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, served the Baals and the Ashtaroth, the gods of Aram, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the sons of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines. Thus they forsook the Lord and did not serve him. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the sons of Ammon. They afflicted and crushed the sons of Israel that year, for eighteen years they afflicted all the sons of Israel who were beyond the Jordan in Gilead in the land of the Amorites. The sons of Ammon crossed the Jordan to fight also against Judah, Benjamin, and the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was greatly distressed. Then the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord, saying, We have sinned against you, for indeed we have forsaken our God and served the Baals. The Lord said to the sons of Israel, did I not deliver you from the Egyptians, the Amorites, the sons of Ammon, and the Philistines? Also when the Sidonians, the Amalekites, and the Maonites oppressed you, you cried out to me, and I delivered you from their hands. Yet you have forsaken me, and served other gods. Therefore I will no longer deliver you. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your distress. The sons of Israel said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do to us whatever seems good to you. Only please deliver us this day. So they put away the foreign gods from among them and served the Lord, and he could bear the misery of Israel no longer. Then the sons of Ammon were summoned, and they camped in Gilead. And the sons of Israel gathered together and camped in Mizpah. The people, the leaders of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man who will begin to fight against the sons of Ammon? He shall become head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Chapter 11 Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a valiant warrior, but he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead was the father of Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore him sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob, 
And worthless fellows gathered themselves about Jephthah, and they went out with him. It came about after a while that the sons of Ammon fought against Israel. When the sons of Ammon fought against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come and be our chief, that we may fight against the sons of Ammon. Then Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and drive me out from my father's house? So why have you come to me now when you are in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, For this reason we have now returned to you, that you may go with us and fight with the sons of Ammon, and become head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back to fight against the sons of Ammon, and the Lord gives them up to me, will I become your head? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord is witness between us, surely we will do as you have said. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and chief over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord at Mizpah. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the sons of Ammon, saying, What is between you and me that you have come to me to fight against my land? The king of the sons of Ammon said to the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up from Egypt, from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok and the Jordan. Therefore return them peaceably now. But Jephthah sent messengers again to the king of the sons of Ammon, and they said to him, Thus says Jephthah, Israel did not take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the sons of Ammon. For when they came up from Egypt, and Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let us pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not listen. And they also sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained at Kadesh. And they went through the wilderness, and around the land of Edom and the land of Moab, and came to the east side of the land of Moab, and they camped beyond the Arnon. But they did not enter the territory of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. And Israel sent messengers to Sihon king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land to our place. But Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his territory, so Sihon gathered all his people and camped in Jahaz and fought with Israel. The Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they defeated them. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that country. So they possessed all the territory of the Amorites from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok, and from the wilderness as far as the Jordan. Since now the Lord, the God of Israel, drove out the Amorites from before his people Israel, are you then to possess it? Do you not possess what Chemosh your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God has driven out before us, we will possess it. Now are you any better than Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive with Israel, or did he ever fight against them? While Israel lived in Heshbon and its cities, and in Aror and its cities, and in all the cities that are on the banks of the Arnon three hundred years, why did you not recover them within that time? I therefore have not sinned against you, but you are doing me wrong by making war against me. May the Lord the judge judge today between the sons of Israel and the sons of Ammon. But the king of the sons of Ammon disregarded the message which Jephthah sent him. Now the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, so that he passed through Gilead and Manasseh. Then he passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he went on to the sons of Ammon. Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, 
If you will indeed give the sons of Ammon into my hand, then it shall be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the sons of Ammon, it shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. So Jephthah crossed over to the sons of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord gave them into his hand. He struck them with a very great slaughter from a roar to the entrance of Mineth, twenty cities, and as far as abel Karamim. So the sons of Ammon were subdued before the sons of Israel. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, behold, his daughter was coming out to meet him with tambourines and with dancing. Now she was his one and only child. Besides her, he had no son or daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low, and you are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot take it back. So she said to him, My father, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me as you have said, since the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the sons of Ammon. She said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months, that I may go to the mountains and weep because of my virginity, I and my companions. Then he said, Go. So he sent her away for two months, and she left with her companions and wept on the mountains because of her virginity. At the end of two months she returned to her father, who did to her according to the vow which he had made, and she had no relations with a man. Thus it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to commemorate the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in the year. Now let's read Psalm 17, A Prayer of David. Hear a just cause, O Lord, give heed to my cry, Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. Let my judgment come forth from your presence. Let your eyes look with equity. You have tried my heart. You have visited me by night. You have tested me, and you find nothing. I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. As for the deeds of men, by the word of your lips I have kept from the paths of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I have called upon you, for you will answer me, O God." Incline your ear to me, hear my speech. Wondrously show your loving kindness, O Savior, of those who take refuge at your right hand, from those who rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings, from the wicked who despoil me, my deadly enemies who surround me. They have closed their unfeeling heart, with their mouth they speak proudly. They have now surrounded us in our steps, they set their eyes to cast us down to the ground. He is like a lion that is eager to tear, and as a young lion lurking in hiding places. Arise, O Lord, confront him, bring him low. Deliver my soul from the wicked with your sword, from men with your hand, O Lord, from men of the world whose portion is in this life, and whose belly you fill with your treasure. They are satisfied with children, and leave their abundance to their babes. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. And now let's read Luke 23. Then the whole body of them got up and brought him before Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. 
But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching all over Judea, starting from Galilee, even as far as this place. When Pilate heard it, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was in Jerusalem at that time. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had been hearing about him and was hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes were standing there, accusing him vehemently. And Herod with his soldiers, after treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day, for before they had been enemies with each other. Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers of the people and said to them, You brought this man to me as one who incites the people to rebellion, and behold, having examined him before you, I have found no guilt in this man regarding the charges which you make against him. No, nor has Herod, for he sent him back to us, and behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. Therefore I will punish him and release him. Now he was obliged to release to them at the feast one prisoner. But they cried out altogether, saying, Away with this man, and release for us Barabbas. He was one who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection made in the city, and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept on calling out, saying, Crucify! Crucify him! And he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? I have found in him no guilt demanding death, therefore I will punish him and release him. But they were insistent, with loud voices asking that he be crucified. And their voices began to prevail, and Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand be granted. And he released the man they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, but he delivered Jesus to their will. When they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, coming in from the country, and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him was a large crowd of the people, and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breast that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were being led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by, looking on. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now there was also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, and rebuking him, said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? 
and we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour, because the sun was obscured, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds who had come together for this spectacle, when they observed what had happened, began to return, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance, seeing these things. And a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their plan and action, a man from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb cut into the rock, where no one had ever lain. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come with him out of Galilee followed, and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes. And on the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. And that is the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.